Hello and welcome to this week's bonus episode of China Africa Talk. I'm Zhu Tianlu. Leaders from G20 countries are gathering in India for this year's summit. One topic expected to be among discussions this weekend is the potential membership for the African Union. China was the first country to advocate G20 membership for the African Union. President Xi Jinping also reiterated China's support at a recent dialogue with leaders from African countries. For more discussions on the African Union's bid to join the G20, my colleague Zanella Buslini earlier spoke with the A. EU's ambassador to China, Raham Tala Mohammed Osman, and Liu Zhiqin at the Chongyang Institute for Financial Studies, Renmin University. What would a seat in the G20 mean for the African Union as well as the African continent? I think we need a sort of a restructuring of the international financial system. It's not only just peanut uh, decisions, which will definitely make no change in, uh, in the, for the economies of the developing countries. I think this will lead to the question of our call for the developing countries called since the 70s for a new international economic order. It's just, I mean, we have, to, we have to dig deep into the solutions for this problem, not only just like this small piece solutions like the suspension of which it doesn't affect uh, the majority of the of the so even the Britain Wood institutions themselves they need to be restructured this is why we are we in the developing countries and in Africa per se we are happy with the emergence of these new uh, blocks like the the BRICS for instance which is in a so in a way it is a sort of this demand for a new international economic order. Because definitely the BRICS has its own trajectory for dealing with the international uh, uh, financial scene, and it is in favor of the developing countries. So we hope, but uh, I mean, when you look to the insistence of the advanced countries, especially the G7 countries, and not willing to pay what is even agreed upon in different international fora, we starting from the 0.7 that they should uh, from their uh, GDPs to, to be to assist the developing countries. That what is now is almost three or four decades since that decision was was adopted. But it's not uh, even if you talk recently about the impact of of the uh, environment on the developing countries and their economies. Unfortunately, we in Africa, for instance, we are suffering from the impact of this environment. Although we have not contributed, it is, it is estimated that the share of Africa in this uh, environment is only 3%. But still, we are facing the difficulties of this environment. And the developed countries, or the, we can use the term rich countries, they are not willing to help despite the fact that they agreed that uh, assistance should be given to mitigate the impact of the... Uh, so these are the issues which I think which should be dealt deeply and not just in a very superficial way. So you are talking about the shift that is taking place right now, and I'm wondering how do you think the shift that is shaping up around the BRICS, I mean, you see more countries wanting to join BRICS, major countries that want to join BRICS. What is the African Union's response to this? Does the African Union 
believe that this will help Africa develop even better and have better trade relations with other partner countries such as China and others that wish to join hands with Africa and help the continent develop. Yeah, for sure. But this leads me again to that we have to deal with the issue squarely. I mean, not only uh, in piecemeal uh, solutions. So the African Union believes that in the re, the, re, the, 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 the in-depth solutions for the problem facing the developing countries, if it is debt, if it is environment, now, even this COVID-19, I mean, we are facing from it and still we are asking for, it has to be collectively dealt with. I mean, it's not for one country or two to, to deal with it. China, for instance, is helping us in Africa since the eruption of this uh, pandemic. But still, I think the issue is should be globally dealt with, not only for certain countries. So the same for the, all the problems which we are facing in our economic development. It has to be dealt with in a global manner and uh, to take into consideration the realities of our economies. For instance, Africa has its own trajectory. That is, uh, we have our blueprint of the Agenda 2063, which encompasses all what we envisage and what we aspire to have for Africa. This one, we need others to help us. For instance, such a meeting like the G20, if we are partner, strong partner, not only just a guest, we would have presented this in order because we need financing for our own projects and the development of Africa will in turn it's in the benefit of the global economy. It's not only for, for Africa. There has been a push for the AU to be accepted by the G20 as a full-time member instead of having just one country, South Africa, as the only country that stands for a continent that is not a monolith when it comes to issues. Is this something that is also being pushed for the AU to become a full-time member of uh, the G20? Thanks to South Africa, when issues related to Africa were discussed within the G20, they definitely raised the concern of African continent. But we are asking for a full membership for not only it is uh, uh, simply because we ask for it, but it is in the benefit of the international and global economy. African Union is, has a membership of 55 countries and it has about 20% of the world population. We are now 1.3 billion inhabitants. It is estimated that within 2050, will, this number will be doubled. So this will have definitely an impact on the international economic system. So this is one of the reasons that we should be. Now, we are with the creation of the Africa Free Trade Area. We are the, considered as the eighth block, economic block, in the world. So this should not be, I mean, as such an organization should not be, I mean, sidelined in such forums. This is why we are asking for it. And there is a precedent. It's not only countries are members of the G20. European Union is a member, is a full member, despite the fact that there are three members from the European Union as members in the G country, in the G20, like Germany, France, uh, uh, UK. So these are members. Despite that, is still the, Afri the EU is a member, is a full member of the G20. China already, the uh, President Xi Jinping declared that his support to the African Union being a member 
of the G, uh, G20. We hope that this will, be ha will happen and uh, because it is in the benefit not only for Africa, but also it's in benefit. The world also needs Africa. It's not only Africa needs such forums. These forums also needs Africa. Should it be accepted, will it be able to represent and speak in one voice for all African countries? Yes, because all the decisions of the African Union were adopted and by the head of states of the member states. All the decisions, so, and then the African Union is supposed to, to follow the implementation of those decisions. And on many issues we have a, uh, one voice, one stand on the international and global issues and internal issues as well. Now, looking at the challenges that we have right now, geopolitical tensions as well as socio-economic challenges, those challenges require unity and uh, stronger action from platforms such as the G20. Are you hopeful that we will get serious action? If they managed to avoid the geopolitical issues to overshadow the meeting, then they can bring some because I mean the experience of the G20 is definitely very uh, useful and it is needed if you take the example of the first meeting of the G20 in 2008 at the crisis at the crisis at that time the economic crisis it is only the G20 which managed to solve that problem so still it is the role its role is needed but if I mean, it is bogged into political uh, debate and issues and differences, then uh, it will be very difficult to expect that much will be achieved from the meeting. Mm. What is the African Union hoping for? We hope to be a member. Because being a member, this will give us the chance to uh, participate fully into the affairs. Because the summit is preceded by a lot of meetings for uh, organizing for the meeting. But since we are not members, we cannot uh, be, uh, we don't know what's going on before the, the meeting. So when we come to the meeting, it's a sort, of, a sort of a ceremonial attendance and it is not uh, uh, real, real uh, participation. So if we are members, then we can say what we want to do. That was His Excellency Rahmatullah Mohammed Osman, the African Union ambassador to China. For further analysis on what to expect from the G20 Leaders' Summit, we turn to Liu Zhichun, Senior Fellow at the Chongyang Institute for Financial Studies, Renmin University. Now, looking back at the last summit that took place, there were agreements, there were actions uh, agreed upon in terms of helping smaller countries or poor countries that were feeling the brunt of uh, COVID-19. But it seems like these efforts did not have that much of an impact. So what would you say has been the challenge here? I think here you raised a very important question and all, all countries, many people have the similar questions asking what's happening. Because many developed countries and state leaders, they promised too much, but uh, action too less. This is the point. I think the major uh, reason has to uh, science of this uh, problem. One is the objective reason, the other is the subject. Object is that we should acknowledge that the, all countries now facing the major challenges, for instance, uh, economic uh, recession from in the Western countries. So they are facing also problem of the uh, recovery pressure. So they don't 
or they wouldn't like to have more time or spare money or spare funds to support the poor countries. This is the uh, objective reason. But subject is that as we always say that in the past four decades, five decades, even six decades, the developed countries promised really too much. But if we check the actions taken, they really too less. That's, that's the problem. They always have some excuses to to escape from their commitment. This is the major problem and uh, uh, uncertainty that they're facing the poor countries and the developing countries. But uh, only few countries like China, we always promise what, what we can do and we always commit to what uh, we have committed to do. So this is a big difference. So this is a totally difference what we have seen and what we have heard from what the Western major economic uh, uh, doing or have been done. So we are wishing that uh, this summit could come to another unified commitment. Try best to help those poorest countries and all government, the central banks of the world should also do more that in concrete measures to help those poorest countries to get rid of this poverty. You are talking about China's efforts here. And we've also seen China being a strong advocate for multilateralism, global development and cooperation. China is always suggesting that uh, multilateralism. This is uh, indifferent with uh, unilateralism. So this will play together. I think as we know that uh, 80% or 90% of the uh, world countries that uh, still in favor of multilateralism. That means the cooperation, coordination, and exchange of views, and have closer uh, uh, common ground to have a shared future in order to solve all these problems we are facing. This is the only way we can do. Because in the past four decades, five decades, only the multilateralism can help the world to further develop. Unilateral will bring you to unilateral way to the end of the way. It's not a bright way. So we should say that the Chinese concept or the model of development will be supported and further recognized and further acknowledged by the major powers of the G20. Do you think the current geopolitical tensions and the push for protectionism by some countries will pose a serious challenge? Yes, I think so, because they still have their own market. As we know that it, uh, all these politicians in some countries, they are still marketing their concept that is the protectionism. Of course, the, the so-called protectionism is uh, uh, globally the, that uh, confronted by the uh, society, because protectionism from its word that nobody agree with, but uh, they changed the meaning of the protection. They will say that national security needs such protection. They have such a political excuse that means to against all the involvement of the other developing countries in their business area, in their economic development in their own country. So we should say that protection now have different forms and different representation, but the major in the Western countries, they are doing this with the so-called national security against the 
uh, China and other developing countries to be involved in their own business. But I think that the major power and the athlete will see the real nature of the protectionism. Protectionism is only a unilateral uh, development concept is one selfish interest on the well, should say that this is not what we talking about uh, global cooperation. So protectionism has no way out. There is a push for the African Union to be represented or to be granted membership. And China is one of the countries that is backing this push along with South Africa. So how important is it for the African Union to become a full member of the G20? Why is China backing this move? I have to say that uh, Africa is a long-term friend and a partner of China. And also, uh, uh, objectively, that uh, Africa is an important partner in the global community. Nobody can ignore the importance of uh, Africans' economic uh, situation. We know that the, the natural resources and also from clean energy or the green development, we all need this, uh, um, the support and the assistance from the African side. But unfortunately, in the first, in the past four or five decades, because of the Western discriminations that uh, Africa is only one part of the real garden, not for, uh, not for developed, only for sightseeing, for tourists. When the people in Europe, they are, they are feeling boring and they come to Africa, to Africa to find something strange in wild forests, in wild wetland, but uh, from concrete financial support, the uh, European countries of Africa, America didn't do too much. So this is what we see that the importance of Africa is really underestimated and ignored by some politicians in Western countries. Nowadays, I think it's becoming more important and people with the support of the internet and the information technology will know much better about Africa. We know how great potentiality of the, uh, this continent. So AU is, should be uh, regarded as important as EU. So if EU can be a full member of G20, there is no good reason to exclude AU out of the G20. This is a very important thing. This is a basic respect to the people, to the 1.4 billion people there. That was a conversation about China's support for the African Union to be admitted into the G20. Thanks for listening. We value your feedback. If you have a comment about our podcast, please drop us an email at audionewsroom at cgtn.com. We'd love to hear from you.